Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, uh, I'm really excited about this one because this movie, Francis Ferguson, kind of just came out of nowhere and it is probably my favorite movie I've seen this year. There's a little uh, mix-up, we'll get into it in the conversation about whether this qualifies as a 2020 release or a 2019 release it came out at film festivals last year apparently hit amazon but there's there was no nothing it just appeared and disappeared and is now listed as a 2020 release on amazon so i'm considering it a 2020 release it's it's at the top of my 2020 movies list but i mean i don't know who knows what you really what you can really call it, but this is a, it's a weird movie. It's uh, written and directed by uh, Bob Byington, and it stars Kaylee Willis, and it's about a woman who has an affair with her student, and it's just this really, really, really pitch black dark comedy, and I loved it, and I am really hopeful that more people check it out. If you haven't seen it yet, you should pause this and go watch it before uh, taking a listen to our conversation. Of course, as always, we get into spoilers before we, uh, or as we get into some of these puzzle pieces. So definitely go check it out. It is available on Amazon Prime, so go rent it there. And uh, also, before you get into the conversation, why not make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can uh, also follow us on social media at PiecingPod, join the Facebook group Popcorn to Puzzle Pieces, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. We'd love it if you did those things. So uh, let's let's get into it. I love this movie, and I'm really excited to talk about it. Joining me is Chad Clinton Freeman. All right, so back on the show with us today, we've got Chad Clinton Freeman. How's it going, Chad? Oh, thank you. I am uh, doing good. I'm I'm glad to be back on the show. Yeah, um, especially uh, this should be a pretty uh, fun episode. I think. I think so too. I've been looking forward to this. I. I did want to try to rewatch it in time for this conversation because I this really is my my favorite movie I've seen this year so far. Um, it, it's just fantastic. The movie's Francis Ferguson, of course. And uh, where where did you find out about this one? Because you you saw it first before me, right? I just it was you know whenever new stuff available on. Prime Video on Hulu on wherever I'm always just looking for new and interesting titles and I just happened to stumble across it on Amazon um, mm-hmm. and it was like a 99 cent rental and I'm like 
what is this? And then I played the trailer and I was like, Hey, this looks pretty, pretty good. So yeah, I, I, I watched it. Um, I ended up buying it. Um, and yeah, so I rewatched it, um, uh, last night, uh, since we're nice. in this episode, but yeah, no, it really is a, a, a fantastic movie. It's not a movie for everybody. It is a weird kind of movie, Definitely. a very dark comedy, but, uh, yeah, it's, it is great. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that, that whole thing about it, uh, just showing up on Amazon. I mean, I, I definitely do want to, you know, talk briefly about that before we get into puzzle pieces. The fact that, you know, this movie, it, it premiered at South by Southwest 2019, got generally good reviews, except for from, from people who thought it shouldn't be a movie because right. of subject matter, <laughs> right. uh, which, uh, for those of you who haven't watched it yet, it is about, uh, a woman who has uh, an affair with one of her students. She's a uh, a teacher, and she has an affair with one of her students. A substitute teacher. <laughs> a substitute teacher, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and it, it the movie isn't interested in exactly judging her for it. Um, you know, it's really open for you to make your interpretation of her, but it follows her, and she is our protagonist through this movie. And a lot of people were very offended by the fact that she's not just immediately, you know, a villain or anything like that. And so this movie apparently then came out in November of 2019, but Amazon lists it as a 2020 release. I, I found no coverage of it coming out in November. I found one blog that mentioned it as being a movie on Amazon in November, and that was it. Otherwise, all the reviews are from those initial uh, uh, film festival screenings earlier right. in 2019, and there's no mention of it coming out in 2020. There's no mention of it coming out in November of 2019. So this is a weird release. Yeah, I, I almost no, definitely. It, <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like a missing pieces, you know, it, it could be, but at the same time, it's, you know, it is kind of a new release too at the same time. And so, yeah, I, I just, I thought we should get that out of the way ahead of time, just how strange the release of this movie has been. And I have tried to look for any kind of confirmation on what exactly happened. I told you my theory of this movie kind of getting buried because of the subject matter, but then right. at the same, at the same time, I also wonder, because I know this director, a lot of his movies are you know, kind of like weird, uh, not for everyone kind of movies, you know, maybe this is just par for the course for a movie like this. Right. Also. Well, that's the thing is that I, 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 I was trying to figure out too, if, if it was just released by the filmmaker or if it actually mm -hmm. did get released because it's not on any other form, like it's not on voodoo. It's mm -hmm. not, uh, anywhere else. It's just on prime video. So yeah. I'm, I'm not even really sure. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm not real familiar with his other movies, but from what I understand, yeah, he's a, uh, very, uh, strange director and his movies do seem to just kind of disappear after they do their festival run. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to check out some of his other work, uh, after we do this, but, uh, why don't we jump into some puzzle pieces for Francis Ferguson? What do you got for your first one? Um, well, uh, the, the, the first one for me, um, that what I think kind of sums it up, uh, there, there's some easy ones we could get into right off the bat, but I just wanted to go into this one cause it is one of my favorite movies and that's observe and report. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the, the humor of this movie, um, and it's more, I would say even more dry and even darker than Observe and Report is. But mm -hmm. I think in a lot of ways, it's, it's very much a similar film. Because uh, you've got a 
serious subject matter mm-hmm. and somehow it is just a very fun and funny film even though you've got this really it, it's almost kind of sad in a way and but at the same time it, it it's not because of the way the film is handled the way the uh the way it's written and the way the director has has uh you know chose to present this film this um, movie I, is all about tone yeah yeah tone tone exactly so i i would say uh, for me um observing a report is the, the the most like that i could think of as far as tone even down to though also the way you meet it's not just the main character or anything it's every character there's something <laughs> weird something odd something off i mean every character is this way i would say this one um is not as um like silly as observing report there there are a lot of sure. like silly characters to observe and report and and very much a lot of characters that are intended to just be uh you know quirky to be quirky i would say with this one um it's going more for grounded in reality um but still there's this that weird oddness to it overall that yeah. uh reminds me a lot of that film it's almost like too real in a way like where it's like this is so like anti-cinematic in a way and and that that leads to some really unique comedy i think right yeah yeah so yeah no but i I think that's a great uh a great first puzzle piece and my first puzzle piece i I think kind of goes along with that really well with, with your first one uh and that is the richard linklater film bernie with jack black uh Ah, which i also it you know it's got a very weird tone to it very like everybody is kind of a little bit off in it and Mm -hmm. part of that is due to the non-actors that that he was using in that movie but um you know in that movie we also are centered around a main character who you know you know did this crime right and yet we still kind of like them even though they're not really you know a good person necessarily and uh and, and you know the things that they did are are things that should be you know they're, they're they're not good things but we're still kind of along for the ride and we still kind of you know are, are willing to go along with this person and then also just like the strange small town setting and all, all the the odd people around that town right. that that are reacting to what this person did and so i think observing report and bernie you know just to kick this thing off are two you know really good pieces that really kind of set the tone for this thing yeah, no, Ber- Bernie was one that, that, yeah, I didn't even think of that one, but yeah, definitely uh, along the same lines. Uh, and that and that's a fantastic movie as well. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot, actually, that was a Linklater movie. Um, yeah. It's, it's so different from uh, it it, totally most of is. his stuff. His but, recent yeah. stuff is like all over the place. Like, I mean, Last Flag Flying was, I thought, a great movie, but it was like a straight up just drama. And then, and then you get like weird stuff like Boyhood. I mean, it's just all over the place right. with him, you know? Yeah. So, so we're talking about the, 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 the main character and how they're, they're basically not a good person, but somehow you're, you are along with them. And I, yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, uh, Kaylee Wheelis, I think is her name. Yeah. Um, and yeah. this is actually her, her first film that she's ever been in. Um, I, yeah, I would, I, I rewatching it. I was trying to pinpoint what it was exactly that, 
um, makes her such a likable character because I, I've, I've got a puzzle piece here that I was going to bring up. It's one of the easy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main character in it, it, I feel is very similar, but I don't like her. And that mm. is uh, the, the Netflix show, Orange is the New Black. Um, sure. I feel like that uh, there's a lot of similarities with Orange is the New Black is that you've, well, basically you've got um, somebody who hasn't really lived life. They're, they're young, they're pretty, and then they are kind of bored and they get wrapped up in things that they shouldn't just because I, I, I almost feel like that they're bored. Um, mm-hmm. and then they both end up going, you know, to, to prison for their crimes. Um, and so I, I think in a lot of ways this is, uh, you know, influenced by Orange is the New Black, but at the same time, I don't like Piper on Orange is the New Black. I cannot sure. stand Piper. I don't know yeah. what it is that this one, this character, Francis, I, I do like. Um, and I was just looking at her, her, her traits and trying to jot down some of the things about her. She, I, I know this though. She's, she's, she is a narcissist like mm-hmm. Piper, but she's very, very, very immature and childish and like dramatic uh-huh. and, um, passive aggressive. Um, and generally most of those traits would be things that you would not like about a person, but somehow yeah. she's able to pull it off and make it very, very fun to, yeah. to, 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 and to watch. I mean, for me, this movie, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, that's it. It's over. And yeah. it, the second time when I watched it, I was like, it goes by so fast. It's such a quick yeah. movie. It's so fun. But um, I, I can't put my finger on what it is that makes her likable. But yeah, she she is a pretty terrible person. She doesn't give a crap about her daughter. And <laughs> she, you know, she she's had everything given to her. But somehow um, I'm I'm on board with her. I don't know what it is. You know, and I don't, I'm not sure what it is either, because I, I agree with you about this whole puzzle piece and, and the not, not liking Piper and, you know, but I think part of it might be the fact that she, uh, uh, meaning uh, the character in this movie, Frances, uh, is kind of making these choices for herself, even if they're not good choices. It's like, it's what she wants to do in the moment. It, she wants to kind of throw it all away, you know, right, right. <laughs> and just yeah. and, and and go on this kind of downward spiral, which is a great uh, setup for my next puzzle piece. Um, you know, th- there's there's a joke that was going around Twitter uh, recently that uh, uh, Midsummer is just Fight Club for girls, nah. um, and I think uh, this, in a way, is like a Fight Club for girls because, <laughs> uh, be, because the idea of just kind of just throwing it all away to like really like refine your 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 life is you know what's going on with this Francis character in a way. I mean, she's she's really just making all of these decisions to make her way to the bottom because she is sick of her life and not getting anything out of it, even though she has a seemingly, you know, nice life, you know, it's, it's not the best or anything. Uh, you know, her husband kind of sucks and she doesn't seem to really, her mom does, but (laughs) yeah, her mom, but, but, but she doesn't focus on any of the good that they have. Right. And because she, she clearly just doesn't, 
enjoy it, you know? And so she made this decision to just go to the bottom so she could start back up again. And, you know, we don't know if that's going to work for her. And it's certainly not, you know, in any kind of traditional sense, a, a, a smart move. Right. But I mean, maybe it'll work for her. We don't really know in the ending. We, we you know, by the end, it's possible that things could get a little better for her. It's possible not. But uh, but she made a choice to, to really, like, go for that. And so I just, I think the, uh, you know, one of the many themes of Fight Club, which I know is a movie that you famously haven't seen, um, <laughs> uh, is that, that, you know, going for the bottom to, to really, you know, live life. Well, and, and the, the thing is, is that, 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 that makes sense to me here because, uh, I, I think that is what, uh, does make this character in this movie enjoyable is that, yeah, she, she gives in to basically burning her life down and mm -hmm. starting over. I think Piper is clinging to her past life. Yes. And is it's almost like she feels she is owed something. I don't think this character feels she is old. She's not entitled. I think. Right. And I think that maybe that makes it enjoyable that she is just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Totally. <laughs> so, so, I mean, Fight Club, maybe, maybe, maybe during this quarantine, I can watch Fight Club because I've got oh. no reason not to watch Fight Club. Truthfully, I just haven't ever done it. It's about um, damn time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got for your next piece? Um, well, I, we, we were talking about some of this early on. We might as well get into it, but, uh, Gus Van Sant movie, which I think this is the second episode in a row where I've mentioned one of his movies, uh, mm -hmm. To Die For, yes. um, which to, to Die For is the total opposite of this movie because it's uh, it's still kind of a, a dark humor kind of film, but mostly serious. Um, mm -hmm. And um, it's, you know, about uh, a, a teacher that has uh, sex with a student and gets uh, the student to you know, kill her husband. Um, yeah. So it does go a little bit darker, but um, uh, I would say the reaction to that, because we're many, many years removed from that movie and things have changed in a lot of ways with the Me Too movement and all that. But sure. um, I would say uh, what we were talking about early on about as far as how this movie kind of just disappeared and it's just kind of there and nobody knows about it. I, th I think to to die for was kind of like the uh, the 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 big breakout movie for uh, Gus Van Sant. That was the movie that kind of put him on the map. Uh, he was sure. a weird kind of um, indie filmmaker, and then all of a sudden that one that was the one that got people talking about him. Um, and I would say though, uh, looking at the time of release has a big a point of, uh, to do with that. And I think um, uh, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with this film as far as like this film, um, as we were talking about it being kind of hidden and everything like that. Sure. It, I think it's just timing. Um, I had, did watch To Die For not too long ago. I think in the last year I rewatched it. Um, uh, it is a great movie. It holds up, uh, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, I think that was his first role, even. Um, that might have been. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, Nicole Kimmon, fantastic as the teacher. It's 
totally different because again that one's more about the actions and the crimes whereas this sure. one is just a character uh, a look at this you know strange person and following her through uh these events yeah but uh as far as anytime you talk about a movie where there's a teacher and they're you know having sex with one of the students to die for you've got to bring into the conversation so so uh, that was one that i immediately had on the list that i was like okay i've got to bring it up <laughs> yeah it was on my list too and uh great movie and yeah. yeah definitely i mean that you know dealing with with that kind of situation which is something that we see you know, all the freaking time now. And it, you know, this movie could have gone a totally different way. Right. I mean, in a, a different kind of a director, it could have, you know, played this for laughs and then maybe people would have gotten even more mad, like big, you know, broad right, comedy right. laughs, you know, but, uh, yeah, but the, the tone that he sets though is definitely a different kind of thing. Uh, so I'll go to my next piece, which is a combination of the television shows Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Mm. Um, but both of those, of course, are, you know, about, about this main character who is, uh, Breaking Bad, you know, (laughs) making making their way to that life. And, uh, and in this movie, Frances Ferguson, we, we see her go from this person who's not quite, you know, happy in their life to someone who is you know, who does, you know, makes the decision to, you know, go through with, you know, turning her life into something that is less than desirable, let's just say. And, uh, and the, 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 uh, you know, what, what, what the fallout is of that decision and where that leads them. And, you know, we don't go too far into the future. We don't know, you know, what's going to really happen to her in the long term, but we do get to see at least the short-term uh, results of of those decisions. And, and then also just to kind of add in... Um, you know, the, just that kind of tone that we've been talking about. There is a lot of that, like, you know, oddness to those shows, right. to like the, the townsfolk totally. and all that stuff in Albuquerque and all. Uh, it's got a, a very similar kind of small town setting. Yeah, no, um, uh, Breaking Bad, uh, it, it, it really, it's it's in a lot of ways uh, kind of the the male version of Orange is the New Black in some ways. <laughs> um, and uh, again, I, I cannot, they, you bring up Breaking Bad, Walter White, he he is the character that I, I despise the most out of all cinema, out of all <laughs> TV shows, okay? That is one character that I do not like whatsoever. So again, yeah. though, um, that is the, 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 another thing that points to how great though this, character in this film is that yeah. i can actually get on her side because tony soprano he's another narcissist another um uh, character that i despise and walter white though he is my number one like cannot stand uh, that character whatsoever um <laughs> but yeah no Bra- breaking bad is a is a good one because basically he 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 does the uh, the same sort of thing he he knows he's on his way out so he's just like you know basically let's burn it down and i'm gonna you know help my family in the process of doing it so right but yeah absolutely um he he even has better motive i would say (laughs) but somehow (laughs) i like him less i mean uh we don't really have a motive uh with Frances and she even uh, addresses that in the movie that you know like yeah 
there 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 isn't really any motivation no nope. but uh <laughs> <laughs> all right what do you what do you got next well we're we're it's it's funny because we're on we're on the series uh uh like this episode like i think for the most part i i don't even mention uh you know tv shows that much we've already mentioned orange is the new black and now breaking bad uh better yeah. call Sal. i've never watched uh, so I'm not so uh, good, man. So sure good. Uh, how how I would uh, react to that one, but um, I got another Netflix, and again, this is weird. Uh, this will be my next uh, two Netflix pieces in a in an episode as well. Um, <laughs> Haters back off the uh, series, which is absolutely fantastic. Have you ever watched that? I haven't. No. Oh, okay. So you've got to watch Haters back off. Uh, Miranda sings, which she was a, a YouTube uh, sensation. Uh, she's basically a horrible, horrible singer, but plays as if she is the world's greatest singer. And um, the haters back off is this: uh, her and her uncle, which her uncle is—I um, can't think of his name—but the uh, the weird guy off of Eastbound and Down, uh, Kenny Powers' buddy. Oh, um, Steve Little. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah. That's her uncle, and he's going to make her a star. And anyway, though, the, the humor of that show, though, is either people either absolutely love it, like me, my brother, he mm -hmm. loves it too, or people just cannot stand it, and they can't even watch it, because it's just like, <laughs> the humor is just so weird on it. It's so uh, fantastic. But the, the oddballness of it and the uh, absurd, absurdness of Haters right. Back Off, um, just that, that, that tone and that humor reminded me of Francis Ferguson. And again, the, the weird characters, uh, how every single person in here is like a weird character, um, you know, f down to, you know, her Dennis, who <laughs> is some sort of like weird sexual predator <laughs> and, you know, all of her counselors are just like totally just bizarre people. I actually forgot about the dentist until right now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, just so, so, so haters back off, uh, definitely recommended. It. It's a very funny, very weird, uh, series um kind of in the same vein of as far as the the humor it's more silly and out there more observant report uh these kind of films though and these these kind of uh tv shows that's the stuff that i really get into as far as comedy when i say for comedy sure. that's what i look for is yeah. uh, the dark weird and the absurd nice love it yeah, I, I was almost gonna put Strangers with Candy as a uh, as a puzzle piece. Yeah, no, I, no. That, I mean, that, it, because it is just so dark and weird, and yeah, just, you no, know. that one works too. That it no. does. Um. <laughs> well, uh, in, instead of Strangers with Candy, although I guess I'll just throw it on the list because why not? <laughs> but uh, another TV show that I was gonna use as another puzzle piece: uh, the MTV animated series Daria. Um, nice. which, you know, just this character who's just completely just unimpressed by everything around her. And nice. <laughs> yes. No, no, that's a great one. That is nice. Um, yeah. I, I haven't watched an episode of Daria since like forever, but I mean, just, you know, that kind of archetype of, of character is just, you've seen it in a lot of movies before too, you know? Well, what's so funny about that is I didn't even think about her, um, I actually had Beavis and Butthead down on the list, though. The nice. reason I had Beavis and Butthead 
um, was the uh, the the group uh, therapy counselor. That guy. Oh, nice. He's so he he reminded <laughs> me of the guy on Beavis and Butthead, the teacher, the very uh, uh, passive uh, liberal who. Nothing is ever wrong that anybody says, and it's just like he—he he doesn't really ever take control of the situation. He lets things kind of get out of hand, and he's just kind of like now, 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 um, mm. you know. And and that that character—I can't even think of his name—but uh, he he was kind of like the inspiration for the the Mackie character on South Park. Um, right, because right. he would say okay from time to time, and then, yeah. of course they took that with South Park, you know, uh, completely to like every sentence. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I didn't even think of Daria. Daria is great, and like I said, uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead. Just I think uh, the more I think about it, not just that one character, but just in general, the way like the, there's the warden when she talks to him. And mm. it's there's all of these characters. Everybody in here is really, really just passive, and she just kind of nothing phases her. Nobody phases her. No matter whatever they say, that doesn't phase her. And none of these people actually take control of the any of the situations. It's, right. it's very much like um, chaos. Like the the group meetings are some of my favorite parts where um you know uh things go off in one direction and he's like no um yeah no (laughs) but (laughs) it it just kind of continues on uh there's the guy who is uh talking about the the mommy issues and everybody cringes and uh and and he always goes back to this uh and uh he's and 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 he just like no matter what though things just kind of keep spiraling you know downward and he doesn't do anything he's just like yeah. no 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 <laughs> <laughs> and even if it's something he agrees with he's like mm, yeah yeah but i don't that know guy, something that about that so guy I, I i i like that guy though there was something about him um, everybody in this movie reminds me though of somebody else in that regard. Um, mm. it's almost like these are, are caricatures of other famous people and then they're given even other qualities. So sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, just to, uh, to go back to the whole, uh, <clears throat> the whole, uh, group therapy thing because those are some of the funniest scenes in the movie for sure that that was kind of a, a puzzle piece that I was trying to like come up with like what are some really great funny um, group therapy scenes and the the one that I could kind of remember was Patch Adams that the the therapy scene in that with with the whole group and Robin Williams gets them all going with jokes and stuff that that was the one that I could kind of think of, but I know there's been some other like really good ones, but I, I think the scene that made me want to watch the movie when I watched the trailer is just, you know, that, that moment when the girl just totally outs her. In the middle <laughs> right. It's so like, Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so freaking funny. Yeah. There, 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 there are so many, uh, actually just great. Like, uh, it, it, it should be, like uncomfortable 
like moments, uh, <laughs> but they're just so funny. I um, know. Almost uh, like a, a, a Todd Solon's movie in a way. Um, sure. Which uh, I I couldn't decide if if I if I was uh, leaning toward the movie Happiness or the movie Welcome to the Dollhouse uh, for mm-hmm. a puzzle piece. But um, I definitely uh, got some Todd Solon's vibes with this film all the way, especially, I, I guess Happiness would probably be the better one. Um, mm-hmm. And that one, you, you've got the, the, uh, the pedophilia stuff going on, which is definitely like, like I said, you've got the, the, the dentist with his weird, uh, you know who who knows he he just makes <laughs> some weird off comment about me and you got something similar we've got something in common it's just like what's that and he's like oh and then it's just like what <laughs> you know i mean uh weird and, and then and then she, she later mentions that nobody will hire her except for the uh pedophile that runs the pharmacy <laughs> and it's just <laughs> these these terrible things that nobody nobody jokes about except for yeah. someone like Todd Solons uh and uh this movie. So <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I only got uh what one more piece. So uh, and I and I've used this before on similar um on movies that use this kind of device similarly. Uh but th- that's the Royal Tenenbaums, but really could go for a lot of Wes Anderson movies, but just movies that use the narrator as its own uh, not just as a narrator, but as a uh, a device for a lot of humor as well, and a lot of just kind of, you know, ridiculous little bits and right. moments throughout. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Nick Offerman, yeah. you know, does a great job as this narrator. And this one, he's kind of like... He doesn't necessarily know everything that he's kind of telling you, the audience, and and it really just leads to some really great, you know, it's it's a great device, really. Yeah, and 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 the way of uh, the 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 humor with him, um, I I I love that that his, his that the narration is the same tone as the movie and the characters, like it's yeah. just another one of these weird characters. Yeah. I, I, I did love that about it. Um, there's just like oddball moments too, like for no reason, like this guard quit later that day. And it's just like, yeah. it, that guard's just sitting there and they don't yeah. do anything in the scene or anything. It's just like, <laughs> it's just painting a very strange picture. You right. just get so much. You just get yeah. so many little details like that. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, so with, 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 with the narration and, um, more so, more so than that though, the, uh, just the way, um, uh, the film opens, the way it gives you the backstory of like this town and these people, I I got a feeling of uh, uh, the big short, um, just the oddball. Like it, it's almost like the 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 person that is presenting the film, they are, um, they're in on the joke and they're having as much fun as you are watching it, you know. Mm. And 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 that was uh, what I I got from it. Um, but yeah, no, the the narration is, is absolutely. Uh, fantastic it really is yeah so funny uh do you have any other pieces before we uh wrap it up and do the finished puzzle uh just a couple i was gonna well hesher is one i was gonna throw in because hesher is another one that uh to me is um 
a lot like observe and report in the the humor it's uh, a, a movie i absolutely love um it's one i watch uh quite often um it also hesher he, he's a character that really shouldn't be likable but somehow he is very very likable um right. he's almost a uh a kenny powers type character in a way um but uh hesher and then also oh me and you and every everyone we know uh the man miranda july movie um that was another one um because she's i feel kind of a or at least in that movie sort of a a toned down uh version of like todd solon's um hmm. uh, fun movie uh w- weirdness uh and and at the same time though very uh very human and realistic like how we were saying is about how this one is almost too real at times right right um but no other other than that i think that was uh the only ones that i had notes on. oh i did i did write down i wrote jody hill which that's observing report i wrote todd solons i did write john waters down i couldn't think of anything specific but uh i think polyester because just the way how this kind of presents uh suburbia and uh the just unhappiness i guess mm. that is dwelling below the surface of you know the everyday uh get up take out the trash you know go to work type thing sure um oh and to throw another tv series in six feet under um six feet under uh the main thing was that uh the husband uh how uh when she takes out the trash in the morning and the husband's uh over in the car uh (laughs) jacking off i remember uh there was an episode with with nate that uh he was doing that on six feet under so i i don't know i guess some husbands do this i've never done it so uh, yeah I'm not a husband anymore but i still haven't done it but uh anyway uh <laughs> so i think we broke the record for the most uh tv shows in an episode here yeah but, uh, a lot of tv shows in this one <laughs> um yeah we'll read down that finished uh puzzle we got observe and report bernie orange is the new black fight club to die for breaking bad better call saul haters back off daria strangers with candy beavis and butthead patch adams happiness and todd salon's film's just general feeling uh the royal tenenbaums and wes anderson style narration the big short hesher me and you and everyone we know polyester and six feet under a uh yeah like you said a lot of tv shows on here but a lot of weird um just movies with just such a strange tone of like these small towns and and uh odd characters kind of difficult to like but you kind of do anyway (laughs) um uh you know, one one thought that I did want to mention um, was just the moment when I kind of like just really like fell in love with this movie it was her internal scream thing that she oh. does a few times. <laughs> yes. Was that was just maybe my favorite thing this year? Just so funny. Just <laughs> when, every time she does that, I, I I think what made me fall in love with it was uh, very early on. It was the scene with the uh, her, the husband, and the daughter. And she tells the husband, she said, she's four. Don't talk to her like she's one. And he <laughs> says, she's three. And she <laughs> says, you're three. 
<laughs> just like, oh, I love this movie. <laughs> that fucking rules. And then also the fact that the daughter's named Parfait. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, yeah. Great, great yeah. movie. Uh, I, I hope more people see it. I don't yeah. know that they will. I think no, it's yeah, going to continue to go underseen. Yeah, well, it, it is a, a fantastic movie. Uh, anybody that's listening to this that hasn't... Uh, Please do watch it. Uh, the 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 this isn't spoiling anything, but the scene where the mom brings her the cupcake um, for oh, her birthday, so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Oscar <laughs> right there. Yeah, it's the Oscar Oscar uh, winning moment for sure. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. I think that does it for this one. Uh, have you seen any other movies recently you want to uh, recommend to our listeners? Uh, actually, I, I do have two uh, I was going to recommend. Uh, one of them could have been a puzzle piece, but I was like, eh. Um, that's uh, the movie Family. Um, uh, it's uh, Taylor Schilling, which is Piper from Orange is the New Black. Right, um, right. And like I said, I, I didn't know after watching Orange is the New Black if I just didn't like this actress or what. Because I sometimes do have prejudice against actors and actresses. Um, but no, um, this uh, film, uh, I, I hadn't heard anything of it. And it just kind of popped up on, on streaming. So I rented it. Um, and it's kind of like Uncle Buck meets The Office. Um not the office, but office space. Yeah, that's the one I was looking for. Oh, okay. Um, but um, she's an aunt. Uh, you know, she's like a, a, a businesswoman and has no time for family, that sort of thing. And her sister has a uh, daughter and they need her to watch her. And um, her da the daughter is, you know, trying to discover herself. She's getting into weird things. She gets into ICP. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, the Taylor's uh, character is just basically a, a kind of a, a, she's a good influence, but a bad influence. Because <laughs> mm. she, she uh, is supposed to be picking her up from ballet and the kid goes and is taking karate next door and she kind of supports her doing the karate and the parents you know they don't uh, want the kid to be doing that so anyways fabulous movie it's very very funny it's very good things it, about it, it it's very it's very dark and odd and has that same sort of like uh, tone as uh, a lot of the stuff that we were talking about uh kate mm -hmm. mckinnon's in it too so um but then on the serious note the movie swallow um, which is a brand new movie, uh, just came out like a month ago, I think on streaming, um, serious movie, totally opposite of what we've been talking about. Um, fabulous, <laughs> fabulous movie though, about a bored housewife, um, that, uh, has a uh, Pika, which is, uh, when people, uh, get this fascination with swallowing things that they should not be swallowing. Um, hmm. you know, rocks, marbles, tacks, whatever. Um, Haley Bennett, though, uh, this awesome performance. This is just a powerhouse of a movie. Um, I would say this year that, uh, um, 
Swallow and Francis Ferguson are definitely two of my favorite movies. Both of them are completely different, but mm-hmm. uh, both very, very amazing like performances uh, by the uh, actresses. Then they carry the movies, basically. But uh, yeah. this one's more, you know, it does deal with mental illness and, and, and feelings of guilt and feelings of not belonging and things like that. So instead of her burning things down like Francis does, um, basically internalizes everything and then mm. she starts to swallow stuff. So very, not for everybody, I will admit, but a fantastic movie still. Yeah, I've been thinking about watching that because I know you, you've been raving about it for a while now and, I, and I've seen some other uh, really great reviews of it. So I, I think I might have to watch that soon. It, it's one I I will be revisiting because, yeah, it, it, it's one that uh, very very powerful and uh a lot to take in um but yeah there there are some cringe moments in it definitely nice all right chad well as always uh thanks for being here on the show i'm sure we'll be doing it again soon enough all right it was uh great talking about this movie and yeah i'm i'm ready to come back anytime people go see this thing at your house <laughs> yes <laughs> Hey, I'm Josh Bell. I'm Jason Harris. Hey, Josh, we're friends in real life, but we're also co-hosts on this new podcast called Awesome Movie Year, where we take a look back at an awesome year for movies and do a deep dive looking at movies, including the best picture winner, the biggest movie at the box office, future cult classics, and more. Including the biggest flop. And this season, we're doing 1994. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. That could be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We're all over the web as well. That awesome movie year on all the socials and awesomemovieyear.com. So please like us, subscribe. And uh, if you do like us, give us a five-star rating because we love you. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Francis Ferguson. Seriously, if you haven't seen it yet, rent it. It's so good. I mean, it's probably not for everybody, but I love this movie. So uh, that does it for today. We uh, also this week just launched season four of Awesome Movie Year. So go and make sure to check that out. Uh, For season four, they are checking out the films of 1996 and starting off with the blockbuster of 96 it's independence day which uh is from a completely different side of movie making than a movie like francis ferguson but is also another movie i love so check that episode out it's a fun one and uh yeah make sure you're subscribed to piecing it together in your podcast app of choice and follow us on social media at piecing pod join the facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces you could also uh subscribe to our patreon we've got a few advanced episodes available right now there's the episode on greed with steve coogan really great movie from this year as well uh which is going to be coming out the uh the movie will be hitting vod in may and the episode will hit when that comes out as well we also have a couple other advanced episodes hitting the feed there too so if if you want to hear some stuff in advance make sure to go sign up for that patreon i'm gonna have uh some special music hitting that patreon as well too soon so uh definitely go check that out and uh, they are still doing a promotion over at Podchaser, where they will donate 25 cents to meals on wheels for every review left on the site so if you go on there and look for piecing it together and leave us a nice review which we love your reviews we always want to hear what you're thinking of the show uh but if you go on there leave us a review you will in turn be donating 25 cents without anything 
that you have to do except for letting us know what you like, uh, how you like the show. So go leave a review and you'll be donating 25 cents to Meals on Wheels from Podchaser. So you should do that. And then if I reply to you, I think uh, I think they give another five cents or 10 cents, something like that. So well, I will reply. I'll tell you how much I love your review. And then we'll be donating even more money to Meals on Wheels in this crazy time where organizations like that do need all the support they could get. So go ahead, do it. All right. Let's leave you guys with a piece of music today. And I think I'm going to go with something from the most recent release. That is Beater, original motion picture soundtrack. This album came out last month. It is a compilation of music from films that I have scored. And let's see, what should I play from this one? Honestly, I am starting to forget which tracks I've already played, but I will play... How about the track One Way Out? I'm going to play this piece of music from the beater original motion picture soundtrack this was the uh the end credits music from a film called one way out a short film so uh, i think this one will, will fit pretty well so let's leave you with one way out and we will be back with more piecing it together coming up next week
and All Points West. 